Hey everybody, welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite. Today, uh, uh, right here by my right-hand side, we have Frankie, who just flew in from L.A., right? Yeah, California. Okay, cool. And he had a hell of a morning, dude, like <laughs> flight delayed, all that type of stuff, but he's here now. So, Frankie, I'm uh, appreciative that you're here. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm so glad to be here. Amazing place, too. Thank you, dude. Thank you. So, for those that don't know you, I know that you've been doing e-com for a long time, right? And I think yeah. the biggest thing is fashion. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, my background's fashion and apparel. Yeah, so you've crushed it, dude. Like, somebody that's, uh, you know, I barely found out about you from, like, Sean, and that was, like, mm -hmm. a while back, right? Um, so, you know, based off of kind of taking a look at a lot of your stuff, you post a lot of results almost daily. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've done over 50 million in sales. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I have, yeah. So, you know, and how long of a time frame and how did you kind of get started inside, you know, inside of e-commerce? So I've been building, so I'm co-founder of Tuned in Tokyo and Drip Creation. So okay. both my businesses do over eight figures a year, but I've been building brands specifically in the, in the clothing and fashion apparel niche for about 10 years, for yeah. more than 10 years. So since I was like 16 years old, Damn. Um, so it's pretty much all I know. So I don't really specify it into e-commerce, yep. but it started with like, I don't know, just me trying to hustle my way through like life pretty much. And yeah. I found my passion at such such a young age, never gave up on it. How long did it take you to get to, you know, the eight figures per year? So eight figures per year happened in 2019. But prior to that, it, we were just doing around like seven, eight million. So shy right. of it. Right. Uh, the biggest difference that happened was was with my second company called Drip Creations. Um, that's like the biggest thing that I've ever built. Yeah. So it kind of catapulted all the different businesses um, that were right under it. Yeah. Well, give us an insight into what that is. Yeah. So Drip Creations is a, a customized shoe company. We're the largest shoe customization company in the world. Yeah. We were able to take what people do on Etsy, eBay, and pretty much make a brand out of it and scale it. Um, the biggest, coolest thing that we did was partner up with like 1,500 different influencers that were posting our products every single day yeah. for the products themselves. So kind of catapulted. Year one was 2019. We started it literally like in my casita with my younger sister. Yeah. And we did 4.5 million our first year. Second year, we did 11.5 million. And third year, we did 16 million yeah. uh, in total sales. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for people that are kind of listening, like, what's that progression look like? Because it's, uh, you know, in your first year, it's really good, right? And the second year, it just kind of like increases. And the third year, it just increases. Um, what do you find are like the key levers that kind of, you know, move the needle? Yeah. So like I'm I'm a heavy, heavy advocate of knowing who your customer is. Like that's like the I've noticed that throughout the years I was like writing certain things down just in case like I wanted to start a new business in the future. Yeah. And so I wrote down everything that kind of was working for me. So everything that I've learned from mistakes that I made and learned from them. And I noticed that it all revolved around making products for my customers. So in the drop shipping niche, most people focus on finding the winning products. I focus on finding the winning customers because we're, mm. when you like revolve your entire business around what your company, um, what your clients and or customers want, they pretty, you pretty much don't have to sell them on what, why they need to buy those certain products. From right. You. So we've always like made products for our customers and they, it's kind of just like feeding candy to a baby. Yeah. And how do you find, how do you find that data or like, how are you, are you surveying them or is it because they're purchasing a lot of your products already like, how are you gathering that data in order to know? Yeah, so I'm all about community first. So before I even start a business, I know exactly who I'm going to sell to. And it has to be like a community. So like 
different niches because there's riches and niches. So yeah. you have to figure out what community there is, if there's culture, if there's certain things. I have this thing called the five C's, which yeah. is broken down into like the first one, which is community. So I look at community first. The second is culture. There has to be certain guidelines of way of life, habits that this community lives in. The third thing is collaboration, which is really important. How can I collaborate with you in an organic, natural way where it doesn't feel like it's forced? Right. The fourth thing is being able to continuously create products. Um, we have a 37% return customer rate because we're always dropping new products biweekly for all my brands. Wow. So it keeps us alive. It keeps us going. And that's how you build longevity. Um, the fifth thing is content. We're able to express and communicate our lifestyle with our brand through content on social media, through our ads and so on. Yeah. Walk me through that, how it looks like um, for like a new, a new brand, new product. Um, how do you figure out if there's like a community, if there's a culture that, you know, kind of loves? Yeah. Yeah. Love so um, you, you definitely need to find something that's lucrative and unique. Like you can't constantly copy something. So like a lot of people try to start fitness apparel brands because they see somebody else that has success with it. Yeah. I don't go that route. Uh, clothing, everybody in their mama has tried to start a clothing brand. I've always said Max. that. And it's because it's such a low barrier to entry. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to find something that's a higher barrier to entry. A lot of the, the reason why Drip was so successful is because we had the balls to really scale it. We yeah. had the balls to invest in and create a team. You know, people, we, we're not making one of one shoes for one person and selling it for $4,000. We're selling $200 uh, shoes, but we're scaling that. So we had to hire 40 to 50 people train a team, yeah. manage a team. So actually build a business behind it. So that's always been something that people are afraid to really work hard. They want the easiest thing first. Yeah. And I stay away from those things. I love feeling uncomfortable. I love just trying to get through just certain things that aren't really that easy because I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And usually there's a big win at the right. end of the day. Every single brand that I've started this year it's not easy. I have a company called Park Friends that we just did six figures this year. It's our first year yeah. in business. And it's jerseys. It's customized jerseys. And it took us a year to actually like get production set up. Yep, yep. So people aren't willing to wait a year. They want immediate overnight success. Like Tune in Tokyo is my second largest big business that I've done. We've sold multi like ten, tens of millions of dollars in sales. And the problem is that we it took us like four to five months to even break the cycle, break the bubble. And people quit yeah. after three months. And it took me four to five months to get tuned in Tokyo off the ground pre uh, Instagram's algorithm when everything was in chronological order. Oh, so shit. Yeah. like people give up so quick and it took me five months to get one of my biggest brands off the ground. And in those five months, like, what are you doing? Because, you know, from, for most people, they're like, they, they might not know when to give up or when to keep going. Like, yeah. you know, they might think like at the end of three months, oh, fuck, you know, I haven't made shit or, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So they just give up and they scrap it. Mm -hmm. For you, you're like, okay, well, it's five months, but I know I still got to do X. I still got to do X, right? Yeah. So it's like, how do you determine when the right time is to give up or to keep pushing? And how are you analyzing that data? So empires and e-commerce are built by two things. It's a middle ground between branding and marketing. You yeah. have to do both. A lot of drop shippers, a lot of like these e-com gurus are so aggressive when it comes to marketing 
but they're not aggressive when it comes to branding. So I started, my whole background was branding before I even learned how to like run Facebook ads or work yep. with uh, meme pages and influencers. So I found that middle ground and that's what makes me very dangerous is that I know both fields. I know how to build a brand of business and I also know how to market a business. So that's yeah. been my, I feel like that's the secret sauce is finding that middle ground. With Tuned in Tokyo, we started off with meme pages. There was a lot of car pages, car video pages, and we ended up like gathering all of them, all of them up on like Telegram and Kick at the time. Yep. And just started off with influencer and meme page marketing rather than doing sponsored ads. A lot of people try to avoid doing influencers or meme pages because it's not that easy. Yeah. You have to communicate with 20, 30 people. You have to schedule posts. You have to yeah. figure out content for those pages. People aren't willing to do these things. And that's why I always succeed over everyone because I'm willing to go the hard route, the long road. Yeah. So it's been a constant just pathway that I've taken my whole entire life. Is there Are there businesses that you've started that you're like, okay, I'm going to scrap this because it's not, you know, it's either not relevant or not, you know, won't won't kind of pass the threshold that you have. So I haven't really started a business that I've like scrapped yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm always like trying to figure out new businesses to start, new brands to build because I have all these ideas in my head. I just got to figure out how to like get them into yeah. reality, you know, but I do have tunnel vision. There's certain things that I focus on, certain things that 